we're going to have a special guest today. Uh, we were supposed to have Brother Abraham in person a few weeks back, but because of COVID, he couldn't attend. Uh, so I asked him to record a message for us, to send it across the globe, and that I would share it with you, and that uh, we would really appreciate to be able to connect with him that way. So that's what he's done. In a few moments here, I'm going to uh, switch over, and you guys are going to hear from Brother Abraham. We have been a supporter of his ministry for many, many years. He has come almost on a yearly basis to let us know what's happening. Uh, at the end of the message, I'll give you uh, instructions on how you can give uh, specifically to his ministry if you would like. Uh, let's hear from Brother Abraham. Greetings to every one of you. Pastor Josh and the Resurrection Life Church in Granville. What a joy and a privilege it is to come to you. Not the best way I like it to come through this uh, online, through video. And anyway, thank God that you are there to listen to me. And thank you, Pastor Josh, for having me to share with your people. And I want to thank every one of you, the great church that I met with many, many years ago, standing with me and doing great things through our ministry in the nation of India. And God will richly bless you. Continue to stand with us. Continue to pray for us. And your help and your covering is so much needed at this time of need. And I've got certain things to share with you of what's going on in the nation of India. I pray it will be a blessing for you. God bless you. Friends, as we were about to step into this year 2020, so many things have been predicted about this year. It's going to be a year of plenty, going to be a year of prosperity, going to be a year of growth. And as we stepped in, we stepped into what we call a global pandemic. COVID-19 or coronavirus, whatever we call it, that came and got a hold of this nation. It all locked us down more than the government. These viruses just tied us down to a place where none of us can move and do anything in our life. For generations, for decades, we have never come across anything like this in our life. Nation after nation, people after people, state after state. The virus spread over everywhere, attacked everyone. Hundreds of thousands of people dead. Millions of people are still being affected by this virus. And India, one of the poorest nations in the world, here we are, locked on for two months. And we did not know how we are going to come out of this. We have not come out of this. And there are so many challenges that we have. And we are so worried about things. And India, though already it's a poor nation, and then poverty hit us so hard. This virus brought people to a place of unemployment, a place of hunger and thirst. People were dying on the streets. People wanting to get home from the workplace, walking for 1,000, 1,500 miles to get to their place. Many of them never made it. Pregnant women walking for days. Little children being carried. Stories go on and still going on. And in the middle of that, the good news is the work of God still continues on. That's what I want to say to you. We still work hard. Our pastors are working hard. People are still getting saved. Because I see an awakening happening 
in the hearts of everyone irrespective of their religious background people are searching for god people realize the temporal nature of this this life and that is attracting them to a superpower they're saying and we are promoting jesus christ to these people we are showing them that the only way the truth and the life is jesus christ of nazareth and people are responding to jesus all over the place and i believe that we'll have a great revival in the coming months and years because of what horrible thing that is happening in the world today and i want to thank every one of you for standing with us and you know like even the nation like like america people are still worried you know a few people like you and your church are still standing with us and supporting us you respect you of the challenges that you are facing but many supporters have stopped supporting us the support has gone down so badly last month we could not even send support the monthly support to our pastors i had to write to them and say to them there's no funds there's no money pray believe god with me so that is the challenge that we have been facing today but god's hand is still with us and god will lead us and guide us and you have been such a great blessing for us and your giving your prayers your friendship your generosity your sacrifice is unparalleled to anything that i have ever known and we thank god for every one of you i thank every one of you and god will bless you in an amazing way hallelujah friends what a great privilege to get to know you and thank you for trusting me thank you for believing in everything that i do in the nation of india and i request you to stand with us now than ever before and do your best no matter what it is whether it is small or big doesn't matter i want you to do your best for the work in india for the ministry that we are doing to help with the poverty of this nation to reach out to the lost which you are, we are able to do before and doing it now and with your support with your prayers we will continue on and we will see god's kingdom established in this nation of india and i promise you that we will continue the work that god has committed to us knowing that you are there for us and you will cover us and i thank you so much god's blessings upon you well that is the report a little report of what's happening in the nation of india and uh, our gratitude for you for your come uh, prayers and your sacrificial giving for the work of god in india well i would like to share with you a word that god has put in my heart for every one of you i pray that this message will stir your hearts and the lord will touch you in a very special way amen i want you to read a verse from first corinthians chapter 15 verse 19 the words of paul to every one of us and it says if in this life only we have hope in christ we are of all men the most pitiable very strong powerful statement from paul for every one of us a pretty challenging word and let me read that again it says if in this life only we have hope in christ we are of all men the most pitiable amen well the lord is speaking to every one of us and he is saying to us god is using the words of paul and challenging us that if we are only 
putting our hope in Christ for this life. Many times it is sadly true. Because most of us, most of our prayer is almost like a shopping list. Most of our prayers are asking God to give things to bless me in this world. And most of our things, our life, everything revolves around our connection, our hope in Christ will be in relation to the life in this world. It's true, but it is sad. You know, bless me, my family, my business, my money, and all these kind of stuff. Prosperity, a new car, a new house, nothing wrong with those things. But he says, only for this life. All the things I'm saying, it is good for you to have it. There's no problem at all. But Paul says, but if your focus, if your hope in Christ, what are you doing with Christ in your life? Are you keeping him as someone that you can keep as your collateral? As someone you can keep so that he will be there at the time of Christ to take care of your life? No. Paul says our hope in Christ should be much more than this life only. And he says, if your hope in Christ is only for this life, and he says, you are the most pitiable of all men. That's pretty strong statement. You are most pitiable of all men in this world. Amen. I want to look at the man who has written this letter. I want to look at this man whose life, how does it connect with his words that he has spoken? Paul, who is he? He was the son of one of the richest men from the city of Tarshish. History says his dad, his father owned a shipping business. They owned ships. There was no lack of finance, wealth for them in their life. And what about his educational background? It says that, that he sat under the feet of Gamaliel. Gamaliel was one of the finest teachers that you can ever have. Maybe the best of the best universities that you and I have ever heard of. You can't become a student for Gamaliel until he tests you and he makes sure that you are good enough to be a student. And he was the student of Gamaliel. Maybe in the recent times he was maybe having a double masters or the best of the education that the world can give. And that is Paul. And look at him about the other things that you see about Paul. We read in Philippians chapter 3. He talks about his, um, what we say, uh, his um, religious background. And it says like this, if you read from, from Philippians chapter 3, if you read from verse 4 to 7, I'm not going to read all of them. It says that he says in verse 5, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews concerning the law of Pharisee. In verse, verse 4 he says, if anyone else thinks that he may have oh, confidence in the flesh, I'm the more. And then he says in verse 7, powerful words, he says, 
But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. What he's trying to say is, my hope in Christ is not for this life only. Whatever was gained in my life, I have counted it lost for Christ. That's what Paul is talking in this place. Paul says, I've got everything to boast about my flesh. I've got everything to trust in this life. I've got everything to hold on to this life. Not let go of it. Because I've got everything that this world can give. But when I found Christ at the gate of Damascus, when he changed my life, I realized that my priorities is wrong. This life doesn't mean much to me. I saw the temporal nature of the life in this world. I saw something far better than greater than whatever I have seen in this world. And that is why he's putting the challenge to every one of us and he's saying, no, don't put your hope in Christ only for this life. If you do, then I'm sorry to say that you are the most pitiable man of all the men in this world. Amen. I want to look at for a moment another man by name Moses. Who is this man? We all know about him. Taken from the, from the water. Taken into the palace of Pharaoh. And there the, he grew up in the royal palace of one of the greatest kings of that times. Moses trained with everything that you need to know. Given all the education that the king can give. And all the royal comforts of his life. He has got everything. He could have become the king of Egypt one day. Everything is going on for him. That is Moses. And what about his life? Well, I want you to read with me in Hebrews chapter 11. Very interesting. It talks about Moses from verse 23 onwards. talks about the great men of faith in that chapter, chapter 11 of Hebrews. And when it comes to Moses, we read like this, but by faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months. And then we come to verse 24 and it says, by faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. That's his first commitment for the first sacrifice. He refused in his heart that he doesn't want to be known as the son of the daughter of Pharaoh. And then we read in verse 25. It says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. It gives a real good idea of what this life is all about. Where do we stand in this life? And look at this man who had everything in his life and he is making a choice. And that's my message for you today. How do we make a choice in our life? What is our hope in Christ that matters to us? Amen? And it says in verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. Verse 27. By faith he forsook Egypt. 
not fearing the wrath of the king for endured as seeing him who is invisible amen that's a life of moses he made a choice in his life he decided that this this flamboyant royal the most luxurious life in this world that any one of you can have is not good for me why i do not want to be taken in by this life only that i want you to keep that in your mind because paul says very clearly you should not have your hope in christ in only this life there's nothing wrong with this life that's something that i want you to keep in your mind as i continue my message so here is a man could have become a king because god everything like every luxury that you can ever find in your life and he makes a choice and the choice was this he refused to be called as a son of the daughters of pharaoh then he says choosing rather the suffering with the people of god than enjoying the passing pleasures of sin that's also comparison there you know unless you make a choice you should have be able to compare leaving something to something behind and clinging on to something else that is very important for us if you don't have anything in front of you there's nothing there for us to leave behind so we drop something to hold on to something else that's what we read here he he rather chose the suffering with the people of god than the passing pleasures of sin and then he esteemed the reproach of christ that is a statement by faith moses in the old testament he could see christ there in front of him and he says reproach of christ greater riches than the treasures of egypt and he was looking forward for the reward which will be for him in heaven amen friends and that man made a choice between this life and a life with god he chose to follow him who has called him there's a call of god upon his life where he has to weigh two things in his life two things one the luxurious royal life another one suffering suffering with god's people and that's what you get you don't find anything else so you make a choice so he chose that this life is not going to last forever this life is so temporary and that's what we are finding out more and more in our life whatever we have does not real matter because this life is so temporary amen and he chose to suffer he chose to suffer because of the revelation of god in his life because of the call of god in his life hallelujah i believe that every born again believer every one of you who is listening to me today i believe that there is a call upon our life there's a purpose for you and me to live in this world there's a purpose my dear friends we are not like the people who do not know christ we are not like the people who live a selfish and temporary life thinking this is everything for them we don't belong to them 
we are not one of them our call is so different to them amen and that's where we make a choice paul is not talking to the unbelievers he is talking to you and me and he is saying this is what i am putting before you my dear friends and i want you to make a choice and he says if your hope in christ is only it is only for this life then you are the most pitiable of all men i think about it so many times i read this word i've read this word so many times i ask myself am i one of them is my hope in christ is only for this life whatever i am doing is it for the purpose of this life only and then i think about myself then it becomes the most pitiable thing in my life i don't want to be one of them and i believe that everyone who is listening to my voice today i believe that you don't want to be one of them you don't want to be the most pitiable of all men in the world no our calling is far greater than that the purpose of god in our life is much greater than my dear friends we will not be taken in to be put in that slot that we have become the most pitiable men in this world because we put our hope in christ only for this life you believe you believe god with me there is a parable that jesus christ was sharing when he was in this world and you read that in luke chapter 12 verse 20 that he talks about a foolish rich man a man who had a huge land and he was having a great harvest and he had a bumper crop and he found out he realized that his storehouse is not big enough to store all the grain that he got from the harvest so he he broke all the uh, all the storehouses and built much bigger house storehouses to keep all these things got it all stored up was sitting in his nice rocking chair and he was speaking to his soul and he said soul enjoy with me rejoice with me see what i have done for you you can eat and enjoy yourself enjoy this life for yourself and then the jesus said there was a word a voice came from heaven and it called him fool and it said fool if your life is taken away from you today whom have you stored up all these things that is a challenge that comes to every one of us today god is calling us a fool if we put our trust only in this life if we get carried away with all this great business or the great um, you know harvest and all the lands and and everything that you and i have if we put our trust only in those things god will call you and me a fool amen you know this tiny corona virus is preaching a big sermon today to worldwide to every one of us it is telling us hey your life is so temporary how far are you going to go where will you go and how will you make it that is the challenge for good that's a good side of corona virus making us to think about what's going on in this world today amen i hear about a businessman 
and uh, he built uh, one of the largest house almost like a palace in india he made all his money in the gulf country he built a home for 45000 square feet that is the area of his house and he was building his business going on and on and then what happened suddenly one something went wrong that's all not much something went wrong he is only 53 years old and the next thing that we hear was he jumped from the 16th floor of a building in dubai and he committed suicide that's sad that's talking about someone who was foolish and wealthy amen and i want to say this as i'm getting close to wrapping up my message first thing i wanted to know that god is not against wealth hear from me please i'm not putting any kind of condemnation on the businessmen or the people who are rich no god is not against you i am not against you i thank every one of you have been giving and giving for the work of god in india thank you so much and i pray that god will give you more to give for god's work amen abraham was a wealthy man he was one of the wealthiest person in that time he had 318 servants born in his house and all these thousands of cattle camels and everything of that time he was the wealthiest at that time amen he is not against wealthy people but he wants you to hear what abraham is saying abraham says like this when you say that he is such a, such a wealthy man he has got so much of stuff abraham will say don't look at all these things why because these things don't belong to me as such because i don't belong to this place he says i'm a traveler i'm a stranger i'm moving on towards the land a place that god has prepared for me amen so what god, what is god against then that means god is against people who store up and hoard possessions for themselves that means they are taken away by this life and that is what is happening to them and that's what i want you to be careful as you hear me please amen and they are not rich in their relationship with god hallelujah they're only worried about the riches of this world and let me say this it is wrong to be foolish and wealthy but it is right to be wise and wealthy who is a wise man a wise man means he loves god he reveres god he acknowledges god in everything that god has given to him and that he will say to like hey, all the blessings come to me is from god. he gives it and he takes it away like job said and he said his name should be glorified we will keep our eyes upon something far greater than this life i believe for a child of god our greatest blessing does not finish with this life but it finishes in eternity god has prepared a place for us the jesus said i'll prepare a place and i'll come and take you back to be with me friends we're going to join with him very soon but in the meantime we got a job to do we got the kingdom of god to build in this world i want you to be dedicated in the church that you belong 
and do your best for the work of God. Never shy away. Never stay away from your giving. Let us be generous, sacrificial, dedicated, bringing God's name, uh, glory in this world. God will bless every one of us. Remember the words of Paul. We don't want to be the most pitiable, but we want to be people that God will say, my faithful and good servant, enter into my glory. God bless you all real good. I love hearing about uh, what God is doing around the world, seeing what uh, I'm a part of uh, as, a, as a giver here at Resurrection Life. I know that what I'm doing uh, is impacting those people uh, and the different churches and ministries that Brother Abraham is a part of. We're going to take just a moment, um, and we usually talk about what uh, the Bible says about giving and then do our regular tithes and offerings. And if you want to do that, please do. Um, but if you would like to give to Brother Abraham's ministry, I also want to encourage you to consider a gift above and beyond your normal for him. If you go to the regular venue where you, you would give at reslife.org give, um, there is a spot to choose the fund. Normally it would go to the general fund or something like that. You can click in there, and I believe it's at the bottom of the pull down. It'll say Brother Abraham. Uh, Brother Abraham, Christ for, and I think it was too short to finish the For the Nations part on his uh, school. So if you select that, that gift will go uh, to Res, and we will send one gift directly to um, Brother Abraham. If you are wanting to give your regular gift and, um, they have instructed me to tell you, choose other and then put in the comment. Um, what it is. That's also in that pull down for fund. But uh, I want to take a moment. Let's pray a blessing over these, this offering and uh, God bless. So dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity we have to sow into Brother Abraham's ministry. We thank you for the opportunity we have to give our regular normal tithes and offerings. Lord, I pray that you would bless each and every uh, penny that is given. Lord, we thank you that you will use this to change lives and to touch families both here in this community as well as around the world and especially today in India, Lord. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.